And I really want to point something out first, which is that when I, I predominantly work with people's spirit guides, and I know I spoke about in my last episode in my story that really the first thing I actually connected to was well, it was, it was a loved one. It was my great, it was my past grandfather who had passed on, but I was starting to get sort of hints and messages from my spirit guides. And when I say that we're connecting to our spirit guides, we're also connecting to our higher self. We're connecting to our intuition. And we're going to dive into all of that and what that actually means when we connect to our spirit guides. So um, let's start, let's dive into this topic. What exactly is a spirit guide and why am I so dedicated to helping people connect to their spirit guides and get messages from them? So the way that I like to describe it is a spirit guide is a beautiful, benevolent being of light who is directly assigned to you. And when I mean a being of light, I mean source energy, God, the universe, whatever sort of um, spiritual dogma that you subscribe to, um, that's what it is. And as we are all part of source, right, we are all one, we're all connected to it, you know, there are uh, and we are all individuals at the same time, this is the same for spirit guides. Spirit guides are a piece of source, a piece of the of the master that is directly assigned to helping your soul, your piece of the master, your piece of, of God to connect or to do the thing that they came here to do on this planet, in this incarnation, in this lifetime. And so your soul, if we sort of subscribe to the understanding of incarnation or reincarnation, which I completely do, is that your soul sort of chooses to come down here to this planet, to come down to the earth plane for a specific purpose, to have certain experiences. And this is an agreement that your soul makes before it comes down. So before you're born, it's kind of like there's a review of the lives you've had before and the experiences you've had and the ones you choose to have in the next one. And then you sort of choose your spirit guide or sometimes your spirit guide chooses you and says, okay, I'm going to accompany you on this journey. I'm going to make sure you don't get off track, too far off track. And why is this important? Well, because as souls, we choose amnesia when we come down here onto this planet. And what I mean by that is that we don't remember all of the previous lives that we've had necessarily coming into this life. It's like we start fresh with a clean slate. And this is on purpose. I mean, think about it. If you were an old soul and you'd had hundreds of lives and think about everything that can happen in one lifetime, right? Over the span of, let's say, a hundred years. I mean, there can be a lot of quote unquote trauma that happens, right? Your soul could have gone through a war. Your soul could have, you know, been murdered. Your soul could have had so many sort of, you know, somewhat atrocious things happen to it. And it can also have so many positive and beautiful things happen to it as well. But if you were to come in with all of the memories of all of the things that has ever happened to your soul, I mean, you wouldn't be able to function, <laughs> right? You'd be in the loony bin because you would just be so traumatized and paralyzed by all of that trauma. So in order to be effective in the life, in the life that we are starting on, you know, on this time around, we need to start with a bit more of a clean slate, sort of an understanding um, or a lack of remembrance of some of the major, major events um, of our previous life in order to kind of really focus on what we're here to do this time around. And so therefore we kind of get assigned a guide, a spirit guide, a being of light, a beautiful piece 
piece of the master who's here to help us kind of come forward and, and fulfill the things that we chose to fulfill this time around, even though we have chosen to forget it when we get here. And that's kind of part of the journey, isn't it? That, you know, part of the journey in this lifetime is to figure out who I am, why I'm here and what's my purpose. It's kind of half the fun, but it's nice to know that there is at least one beautiful being of light who's assigned to you to make sure that you don't get too far off track in that pursuit. And so this is where our spirit guide comes to play. It is an all-knowing being, so it's omniscient, like God or the universe, right? It can see past, present, and future. Um, we'll talk about future in a minute because that can be a little bit subjective, but it can, but it is here to sort of keep you on track and make sure that you're not straying too far away from your highest self, from your true self, from the reason you chose to be here in the first place. So you really have this being of light who's got your back, who's looking looking out for you. And that's why I think it's so important that we all connect with our spirit guides. I mean, they're here to kind of act as the memory, the thing that's going to guide us when we don't always remember for ourselves why we're here, so to speak. And so a lot of my clients ask me, you know, how many spirit guides do I have? And this is a question that I'm still sort of contemplating because the way I used to initially answer that question is you have one main spirit guide who sticks with you from before you're born all the way to the end of your life. And then that spirit guide can sometimes call in other backup or reinforcements, other guides to come through and help you as you're learning new lessons or going through um, new experiences and encountering new lessons quote unquote lessons, so to speak. Um, I'll talk a little bit about why I don't like using the words lessons later. Um, but, but you know, this this idea, this concept is starting to change for me a little bit. The more that I channel guides for people and the more that I channel for some of the same clients over and over again, the more I start to kind of gain this understanding that is it really, are they really all separate entities or is it just the same entity or same spirit that's shifting and transforming and offering you new messages as you shift and transform. We're, we really sort of have this understanding again that if your spirit guide is sort of a piece of the master, right? It's it's a piece of God, oneness, consciousness, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can't put a physical form to it. It's energy. And energy is always shifting as you are made of energy and you are always shifting. And so when I see a, a certain guide for a person, and I see that guide kind of show up in the same way over and over again for someone. And then all of a sudden, you know, after they've done a lot of maybe inner work, you know, it looks like a new guide has come through. And I always sometimes wonder, is this a completely different spirit? Or is it the same spirit showing up in a different way because they have a new set of messages they need to share? And this is something I don't really have an answer to. I wish I could say that I knew for sure you have one guide or you have hundreds of guides. And I don't know. I wish I could tell you. But what I do know is what it appears to be is that we do all have at least one. We do. We all have at least one being of light who is assigned to you. The question is, is it that being of light who then steps back and calls in other ones as reinforcements are needed? Or is it that same guide changing and shifting as the messages that need to be sent um, need to change? And then they show up in a different way in order to deliver the message in a different way. And this is something I can't really answer for you. And it's something that I'm starting to explore and question myself as I kind of go along in this journey and channel for different people. 
That being said, though, your spirit guide, you know, it does, they, they do come to you in a specific shape or form for the purpose of offering a very specific type of message. And so the way that I like to describe this, I mean, sometimes they can look like people, sometimes they can look like a whole host of sort of fairy tale like creatures. I've seen spirit guides that come through looking like fairies that look like angels that look like um that look like people that look like mermaids that look like aliens they look like a whole host of different things um they can be masculine they can be feminine they can be neither um and you know it's always really fun to see what your spirit guide is going to look like when i call them in uh for the first time um and to see how it shifts and changes. And sometimes I will channel the same for the same person three or four different times and see a different quote unquote guide every time. And again, this usually has to do with the messages they need to hear. It kind of depends on how rapidly um, this person is undergoing transformation in their life. And what I mean by that is the guide is always going to show up in whatever way, shape, or form they kind of feel is most helpful to the messages they need you to hear, they need to deliver to you. And so the visual that they bring forward to bring your way is usually quite metaphorical to the messages that they're sharing. So I'll give an example. I was channeling for a client yesterday, in fact, and her spirit guide was very different than the last time that I had seen her guide. The last time her spirit guide had come through and her guide was very fun and playful, almost fairy-like. And the messages had a lot to do with that. You need to relax a little more. You need to, you know, it's time to let loose. It's time to have fun. It's time to book a vacation. You've been working too hard. And then it had been a few months and now I'm seeing this client again. And the spirit guide that came through did not look like a fairy. In fact, it looked a lot like this really empowered, strong woman, right? With this cape on and this fierce kind of outlook. And the messages that this guide had were a lot more empowering and a lot more strong and saying, it's time to step up, step into your purpose, do this action, start this business, right? Which is very different than this fairy guide she had had months before saying time to take a vacation. And so as she had listened to the advice of that guide and taken the vacation and taken some time off, well, now she was refreshed and renewed, ready to hear the information that this next guide had to say, which was, here's your business, let's get started. Um, and again, I cannot guarantee for sure if it was the same guide shape-shifting, you know, shifting form it because of the messages being different, or if it was two completely different guides coming through. And I wish I had that answer, but I really don't know. Um, and that's kind of fun to have sort of one of, it's one of the great mysteries of the world. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all source energy. So does it really matter? I don't know. But that's sort of my take on the sort of the form of spirit guides. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, does my spirit guide have a name? What's my spirit guide's name? And this kind of goes back to the same question of, does energy have a name? Can we really put a name on source, on God, on the universe? It's energy. It's energy embodied. And we as people love to label things. We love to have sort of a category, a way of connecting with something in a physical form. And so we like to have a label for it. And so do our guides have names? They'll give you a name if you ask for one, but they're also happy to accept any name that you choose to call them, knowing that you are referring to them and have a way of referring to them. So when you do connect to your spirit guide, there's two things you can do. You can either ask them, 
to share their name with you and trust the first name that comes to mind that you think of and know that that's the name that you can use to call them or you can choose to give them a name and they'll know that this is the name you're using when you're calling to them. But you can also, they will also just answer to spirit guide or my spirit guide or my main guide. I know my spirit guide, the very first spirit guide I ever connected with, um, she looks like this beautiful little old grandmother and she's very short and very sweet. And she almost has a bit of a uh, Aboriginal look to her. And um, I'm not really sure why she comes through specifically in with that ethnicity, but um, definitely the nurturing, the nurturing feeling comes through in the messages that she shares with me. And, you know, I've never felt a need to call her anything more than grandmother right? Or grandmother guide, because that's what she feels like to me. Um, and so, you know, the names are slightly arbitrary, so to speak, when we talk about the names of our spirit guides. But if you feel so, very attached to having your spirit guide have a name, there's nothing wrong with asking them to provide one for you or for you to provide one for them, um, which is really nice because, I mean, it's a relationship that we're building. So sometimes we like to have a name for our friends that we're chatting to. So we don't just feel like we're talking into outer space or talking to nothing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about what your spirit guide is responsible for a little bit more, because I said, you know, we choose amnesia. Your spirit guide is here to sort of keep you on your track, on your path and on your purpose. But the other thing a spirit guide will always do when you connect to them is sort of show you how you're showing up in your present and what needs to be altered or tweaked. And so when you access your spirit guide, they have access to everything about you, past, present, and future but they always seem to be predominantly concerned about your present. Um, they want to make sure that you are living the highest version of yourself in the present moment so that you can achieve the future that you're choosing, that your soul chose to achieve, so to speak. And so they're usually going to have something to say about your energy field or about your aura and sometimes even and usually about your health. If you're not taking care of this beautiful vessel that houses your body or that houses your soul, um, that is your body, your spirit guide's going to have something to say about it. <laughs> and so always when I connect with somebody's main guide or their spirit guide, the first thing that they'll say is here's how you're not showing up in alignment in your present. Your energy field is feeling really good. You're feeling really aligned, or there are some things that need to be tweaked. And some of the messages that they'll often share are, you know, your body runs best when it is feeling warm. Please wear warmer clothes, <laughs> right? Or your body's needing more rest or your body's needing more of this particular vitamin or nutrient. You need more water. You're dehydrated, right? Your guide is going to share those things with you and make sure that your vessel, your body that's housing your soul is running optimally, which is really nice to know. So that's always something that we can connect with our spirit guides about. Um, they're also going to let you know right away if you're off path right? If you are not living in alignment. So, you know, if you are, as I was in a job that you hate, that you know is not for you, but you're doing it because you have all of these, you know, social norms or societal expectations that you've placed on yourself, your guide is going to let you know, you know what, time to shift, time to quit your job, time to move on, time to look into other things. Um, your guide is going to definitely tell you those things when you do connect with them. But the beautiful thing is that even if you don't yet know how to connect to your spirit guide and get 
these really specific detailed messages that I'm talking about that I get when I'm channeling for a client, it doesn't mean your guide isn't sending you messages. It doesn't mean that your guide isn't helping you along the way. Your guide is working with you and working for you, whether you're aware of their presence or not. And this is the most beautiful part. And so what does this look like? Well, this is your guide working through your body, working through your gut feelings and your instincts to try to redirect you and get you back on track. And so in the most subtle ways, this can look like you having a gut feeling that something that you're doing doesn't feel right. This can look like anxiety, right? That's what it looked like for me. For me, it looked like feeling anxious every day. I didn't feel comfortable in my own body because I knew I wasn't on the right path. Sometimes this can look like feeling depressed, right? So there are emotional sort of um, outcomes to not living your path and purpose. Sometimes it can look like physical um, ailments coming up in your body. So for me, this looked like getting sick all of the time, almost every three weeks on the dot as my body's way of letting me know, or my intuition or my spirit guide's way of letting me know you're not in alignment. You need to refocus. You need to realign. You need to redirect. And so we really need to pay attention to those somewhat subtle um, messages that are always coming through. And we're being bombarded with them all the time, almost daily. The question is, are you looking out for them? Are you in communication with your spirit guide? Are you listening to those little hints? Is there a gut instinct? Is there a feeling in your belly that's sort of telling you, don't go to that party or don't take that job or, you know, there, maybe there's an excitement that's saying, take this opportunity, but you're telling yourself all of the reasons why you shouldn't. Um, and so your guide is always, always has your back and is always communicating with you. And the way that your guide will work in the background is they'll start with these subtle little messages, feelings in your body, feelings in your gut, you know, physical sensations, sometimes ailments, right? Little hints and whispers that you're not aligned, that you're off your path. And then what your guide will do is if you're still not listening, you're still, instead of listening to your instincts, your intuition, your gut feelings, you know, accepting the societal norms, accepting accepting what is expected of you instead of what feels best for you, um, then your guide sometimes has to start taking slightly more drastic measures. And this usually happens in the circumstances that you find yourself in. So for example, for me, when I was, you know, um, still a teacher and I had had all of these gut feelings that I was not supposed to be one, but I continued to do so. I was getting sick every three weeks. That was another clue, but I continued to do so. Now I was starting to get circumstances that were telling me this was not aligned. And these circumstances looked more challenging and challenging as each year went on. So this started with a really challenging colleague whose classroom was right next door to mine. And she was constantly kind of criticizing me, bombarding me, making me feel less than. It was really unpleasant, right? So a very unpleasant situation that was just making me question even more. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Again, ignored it kept going. Then the next year having the most difficult class I'd ever had, or I should call it challenging, but definitely the largest class of group of students with the most amount of behavioral issues and other learning issues that made it extremely challenging to teach them. And, you know, and a schedule that had me switching classrooms every 45 minutes. So I didn't have sort of a home base that year. And again, causing me to feel stressed out, burnt out, just 
having enough. And, you know, and also a particularly challenging principal that year who was breathing down our necks and again, making the situation feel more and more uncomfortable. And so again, this is sort of your spirit guide's next step. There's always this understanding when we work with our spirit guides that they are working for us, that the universe is working for us, not against us. And so these circumstances are telling us something, get out. This isn't your path. This is uncomfortable because you're not supposed to be here. And so that was very much my experience. This is uncomfortable, right? I don't like this. I don't want to be here. Am I going to do something about it? And of course, as you know, if you haven't listened to the last episode, what happened to me? Well, then this is where the boulder gets thrown at you, right? You ignored the little whispers. You ignored the little pebbles. Now you're ignoring the bigger rocks, the circumstances. The next sort of big step is, well, then they're going to throw a boulder at you, or in other words, pull the rug out from other, under you, where you suddenly have no choice but to redirect, reassess, and realign. And for me, this looked like my car accident followed by a ski accident, where I was literally given six months off of work. I was told you are not to come back to work. Okay, so yes, it sucks to have to have, you know, uh, to have to get into a physical accident and be actually injured and hurt. But this is so happened for me, not to me. This was my guide working in the background, getting me to wake up and say, hey, you are miserable. This isn't your path. This isn't your purpose. It's time to reevaluate, realign, reassess and redirect your life. And that's exactly what I did right? As soon as I got that time off, it was the wake-up call I absolutely needed. It was the time that I completely reevaluated and reassessed the life that I had built for myself up until then and started to seek out something else, which eventually led me to this path of becoming a spiritual medium. And so this is really how your guides are working. But what I love to tell people is that, you know, your guides are working with you or for you no matter what, but if you're listening to them, then you get to hear them from those little gut instincts, from the little whispers, instead of waiting for the big rug to be pulled out from under you every time. It certainly makes the path a whole lot smoother to hear those little whispers first and redirect at that point instead of redirecting later on down the road. Um, or after something big, a big life shattering event had to happen or had to occur in order to redirect you. And so, you know, a lot of people then ask me, well, if my spirit guide is always redirecting me, is always kind of pushing me back on my path, do I have free will here, right? Like, do I have a say over my life or is my spirit guide just constantly going to make me miserable until I kind of follow the straight and narrow and do this one path? And it's such a great question. And the way that I like to describe it is sort of, you make this agreement when you come down that there's an overarching theme, an overarching purpose that you want to experience in this life. Sort of a way that maybe you want to serve humanity, help people, um, maybe, a I don't want to say a lesson, but maybe an experience you need to have that you maybe you have some unfinished business from a previous life, something you want to make sure you have. But this purpose is typically much broader than like I'm coming down to be a dentist, right? That's so narrow and specific. It's usually something along the lines of I'm here to enlighten people and to help them, you know, wake up their consciousness or I'm an, I'm a healer. Well, if you come in and you go, I want to be a healer, 
there are thousands of different avenues that you could take as a healer. You could be a doctor, you could be an energy healer, you could be a breathwork teacher, you could be a yoga teacher, right? There are so many ways that you could come through as a healer in this life, um, but it has sort of that broad stroke of healer. Right. And so the avenue that you choose, so what, where the free will comes in is sort of, you have this sort of predestined or pre-decided reason of being, so to speak, but then there, you get to decide what road you take to get there. Right. And you choose that road. You always choose that road. The only time your spirit guide steps in is if any of the roads you choose are not going to lead you to that end, right? They're not going to help you get there. It's totally off course. You're going towards a totally other way, shape, or form. So like the best example being, right, there are some families who really value that, you know, their their child become a lawyer or a doctor, right? And, you know, the parents put so much pressure on them to be this lawyer, to be this doctor. And really, you know, what that individual was here to do was to be this beautiful artist to awaken people and have them ch and change their perspective on how they see the world. And it needs to be done through, you know, expression and self-expression. And maybe there's no sort of avenue or, or uh, availability for that kind of creativity in the, in the job of doctor or lawyer, for example. Well, this is when your spirit guide will sort of step in and, and um, push you away from on that, right? Try to, you know, get you to see whether drastically or with little whispers, whether or not um, to push you towards something that's going to be slightly more, you know, open, creative, effective in that respect, if that makes sense. Um, and I apologize that I sound a little ill. Um, I do have a cold at this moment. So if you, if I sound a little stuffed up, that's why. Um, so hopefully it's not too distracting, but as you, if you are watching me on video and I'm sort of, you know, touching my face. That's why. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about, you know, what your spirit guides are not, because this one is kind of a big point of confusion for a lot of people. Um, is my grandmother who passed away my spirit guide, right? Um, is my spirit guide an angel? Like who is it? And the answer honestly is no, <laughs> none of those things, none of the above. Um, your spirit guide cannot be a loved one. And I'll tell you why, because your loved one would have been incarnated here on the planet at the same time as you, right? Whether it be your mom, your dad, your grandma, right? They were already here on the planet before you came through, right? Or if they were a younger sibling, which seems unlikely, you know, if they were here on the planet at the same time as you, they couldn't be your spirit guide because your spirit guide is making agreements with you before you're born, before you incarnate. You guys are deciding to be in this life together when you're still in spirit form. And so it cannot be a loved one who was already embodied on the planet while you were up in the spiritual realm. You would have had to have been in the spiritual realm at the same time. So it cannot be a loved one. Can our loved ones look out for us and send us messages? 100%. They absolutely can. But there's a caveat to this. Our loved ones are not as omniscient, I would say, as our spirit guides, in the sense that they too are souls that are on the journey of reincarnating over and over again. They're going through the same experience that you are, which is choosing certain experiences to have, coming through and trying their best to fulfill them, going back and reevaluating, and then coming back again and doing it all over again, so to speak. And so as they too are sort of on the same journey of learning lessons, having experiences, what have you, um, 
the messages that they're going to send to you from beyond the grave are usually still going to have some of the biases that their soul had while they were present and here incarnated on, on the planet. And so what I always recommend to people is that if you're wanting to if you're wanting to ask spirit about questions about your own life, what is your path? What is your purpose? Why are you here? You know, what job do I take? You know, all of those things. Those are really questions for your spirit guide, the one who's assigned to you fulfilling your path and purpose. If you want to connect to your loved one, the questions you might more want to be asking them are things that have to do or pertain to the experiences you had with them while they were here. You know, do you, you know, was your passing okay? Um, if you have guilt that you, you don't want to shed with them, fears or anything about, about their passing that you want to speak about, you know, revisiting memories, at, sending love. All of those things can be done um, with our loved ones. I I do not know 100% how much manipulating power uh, loved ones have. It seems that they have a little bit, right? Sometimes I'll see, you know, a father who has passed away have some sort of something to do with her his daughter's business, right? Or it kind of aligning and, you know, there there is some power. I'm not going to deny that, but is it as powerful or as omniscient as a spirit guide? I don't believe so. And I also don't know if loved ones are as ever present as our spirit guides. As I said, our loved ones tend to kind of go on a journey um, themselves after they pass away. They're spending some time reflecting on their life. They're spending some time getting ready to come down for the next one and evaluating what, what, what experiences they want to have next time. Are they ever present and always available to be chatting with you about your life decisions? I don't know. I don't feel that they always are. Um, and this is actually, you know, one of the reasons why I switched very much so when, from when I started my career to now to only focusing on spirit guides because um, in, as opposed to loved ones. And while I can connect to loved ones, I find that they're a little bit fickle. <laughs> um, sometimes they're not always available. They're not always online. Sometimes it's hard um, to, to get a hold of them. And it depends on where they are in their journey. You know, sometimes they're in this really immense reflection period. And they're feeling a lot of shame, perhaps, about things that ha they have gone over or, or that they've experienced in their in their most recent incarnation. They're not ready to talk about it yet. And then they don't want to talk, right? Or sometimes they're getting ready to go into the next life and they're preparing themselves to dive into a new life. And then again, feels like they kind of have gone offline a little bit. So um, they're just not as, as helpful, I would say, in propelling you towards your highest self as your spirit guide is, where that is their ultimate purpose, is to propel you to become the best version of yourself. And I will also, the last thing I'll say about loved ones is that your loved one always is going to hold on to, not always, but usually a little bit of bias um, based on, you know, sort of the personality that they maintained while they were present. And so if you're connecting to, let's say, your late father or your late mother, who really wanted you to I don't know, have a specific career or treat your sibling a certain way, right? If you're going to ask them about that, right? You're going to ask them like, do I take this career path? Even if it's not for necessarily for your highest good, they may or may not tell you to pursue it anyway. Um, well, I will say once they've kind of, um, once they've ascended, they do have a more loving perspective. They do have a broader perspective. They're not necessarily going to pigeonhole you perhaps as much as they would have here on the planet, but they they can sometimes give you um, advice that's not always for your highest good.
Um, they'll give you advice in the same way they would have while they were embodied here on the planet, while they're still sort of holding on to that energy. And so, you know, for example, if you're really not getting along with a sibling, right, the parent who has passed away might still be pushing you in that direction. Go and reach out to your brother, go and, you know, go and fix things and, and help him and, and do things. Versus your spirit guide or his spirit guide might actually say, you know what, he's on a journey where he actually needs to be separate from you for right now, right? And you need to be separate from him for this moment. And so do you see how your spirit guide is looking out, is got your back in a sense that for your spiritual journey, it's actually not aligned for you to be helping your brother in this moment, financially or otherwise, versus your parent or your past parent or past loved one might be telling you to do so. And so, like I said, um, there's really, and I could go on about this forever, about the differences, but pretty much in short, your loved ones are not your spirit guides. And when we're talking about becoming the highest versions of ourselves um, and fulfilling our paths and our purpose in, in this life, it's really important to connect with your spirit guide instead of your loved ones in that respect. Um, yeah. And so then the other thing that I, I, I would love to sort of squash here is, uh, you know, is your spirit guide an angel? And this is a nuanced answer because the answer could be yes or it could be no. And it really kind of depends on the incarnations that your soul has had and the purposes that your soul is here to fulfill. Now, this is probably a, a whole other episode in and of itself. But, you know, if your soul was a star seed, so to speak, so a being who jumped from different realms and wasn't always incarnated here on the planet, oftentimes your spirit guide will resemble whatever realm or planet your soul most recently came from. And so if your soul had spent some time in the angelic realm, it is quite plausible that you would have a spirit guide that looks like an angel in this life um, to remind you of the purpose in which you chose to come back down and leave the angelic realm in the first place. Does everybody have an angel guide? Um, not in the same respect. Does everybody have angels? Yes. Um, those, however, I call are a little bit higher up. They are not as involved in your life as your spirit guide is. Like we said, your spirit guide kind of has manipulation power, right? They're always pushing you towards your path and purpose. Sometimes they're even a little bit sassy. They're really pushing you towards doing what you came here to do. Your angels kind of sit on a higher realm, first of all. There's spirit guide realm, then there's angel realm, which is a little bit further up. And angels tend to only interfere if there is really a need and usually it has to do with health. And so if, you know, we always hear these stories of somebody should have died in that moment and by some miracle they didn't, I, I, they feel like an angel came through. Well, that's an angel kind of at play, right? And what I can't tell you is, do we have an angel directly assigned to us? Or is there sort of an every angel? Is there Are there angels that kind of look out for a larger group of people who only step in if they need to? And that I don't have the answer to. But what I can tell you is that if there was sort of a, a possibility for an untimely death, um, this is when an angel will step in. So, you know, a car rolled over you and somehow you made it out completely unscathed. That would be the work of an angel rather than a spirit guide, so to speak. Um, the only other thing I want to share about spirit guides and sort of who they are for you is um, when we talk about, can I have ever been embodied on the planet with my spirit guide? And the answer is yes, but not in this lifetime. <laughs> and so what I mean by that is that 
there is a possibility that you could have had a past life where your now spirit guide was actually a soul that was embodied here on the planet. Well, this isn't always the case. There are some cases where you have spirit guides who have never been embodied on the planet. They themselves were never people. They were never here. They were always an energy being. But there are some spirit guides that are similar to us, that they were these souls who were embodied on the planet, who reincarnated over and over and over again until they had all of the experiences they wished or needed to have. And then they ascended. Well, where did they ascend to? One of those options is the next level possibly being a spirit guide. And them then having the purpose of helping other souls who are still embodied on the planet to elevate and have their experiences fulfill their purposes and ascend themselves. And so there is a chance that if you're an old soul, which I would argue that there are not many new souls around the planet these days. So chances are, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably an old soul um, that, you know, there, there's a possibility that you had a lifetime with another soul, with another being who has since ascended, who has since completed all of their lives and after doing so in becoming a spirit guide chose to then support you while you are still here embodied on the planet and reincarnating over and over again. And this can be so beautiful because usually what I find when I see this with clients um, is that this spirit guide will sometimes be with you over many lifetimes, right? So they'll have, they'll choose to be your guide from the time they became a spirit guide until you're done incarnating here on the planet. And so they follow you all the way through. And this is so beautiful because the relationship is so deep and strong and they know you so well not to say that any of your other spirit guides don't know you well they all do um as i said they're omniscient but you know it, there's something so beautiful to think that you know maybe you were friends in a past life or maybe this was a mother in a past life and you know there's they're they're wanting to repay you in some way and i should mention that there is sort of this really beautiful feeling of gratitude and the reason that this guide chose to be your guide um is usually because perhaps you had done some sort of kindness for them while they were embodied here on the planet. So maybe you were a mother to them and they just want to repay the favor and nurture your soul while you're still here. Um, or maybe you were a really good friend who supported them in their, you know, in their enlightenment journey, um, even though your soul was younger and didn't quite understand it, right? And so as they have ascended, they then choose to be your guide and guide you to this place of enlightenment so that you too can ascend and join them in the spiritual realm. So this is so, so beautiful. And so, well, as I had mentioned before, it cannot have, it's, it's very rare that your spirit guide will have been embodied on the planet at the same time as you, um, you know, in as and while they act as your spirit guide in this life, there is a chance that the two of you were both embodied on the planet at the same time in a previous life of yours. Now, the one exception to this rule that I have ever seen is the case of an untimely death. And so here's what I mean by that. Sometimes, and I've had a few clients like this where they have lost a child really unexpectedly, really out of the blue, um, an untimely death, right? Losing a child is, you know, it's so tragic, a tragic death. Somebody who seems like their time was up way too soon, right? They could have lived and had a beautiful, fulfilling life. Well, sometimes I will have, I will have the parents come to me and, and try to seek out their spirit guides. And when I start to describe their spirit guide to them, 
they usually start bawling and say, that sounds like my daughter, the one who passed away, you know, all of a sudden or of cancer when she was seven years old or whatever it is. Um, and so in this case, and like I said, it's a very rare case and not always the case um, when somebody dies tragically, but it can be is that that soul, that soul who had an untimely death, well, maybe their time was up here on earth. Maybe they had come to the end of their incarnations and they only needed to have this one little experience up until age seven, age 10, whatever, then they felt that their journey was complete. And so they leave us. And to us, it feels tragic. It feels sudden. It feels, you know, unfair. But for that soul, they've been here for centuries, possibly thousands or hundreds of lifetimes, and they were done. They just needed that last little experience. And in this case, sometimes what we'll see is then that soul will choose their parents to be the, to be the spirit guide of their parents. Um, in this lifetime to help their parents kind of ascend and finish off their lifetimes um, as smoothly as possible so that they can then rejoin each other um, in the spiritual realm in that way. Now, um, this doesn't negate the fact that once you pass away, you know, there is a place that, you know, there is sort of a landing place where you reconnect with all of your loved ones. Um, but you know, it really just depends on where you are in your soul's journey. If you are an old soul um, and you were getting ready to ascend anyway, and now, um, and then you're passing away, right? You could, you know, not spend so much time in that, that liminal space or that reflection space because you're done, right? Then you're moving on to a different realm, um, which could be spirit, spirit guide realm. It could be angel realm. It could be, you know, a whole bunch of other things. It's the choice is usually up to your soul where you want to go next. Um, usually, at least from my understanding. So that's sort of the one case where you could have been alive at the same time as your spirit guide. Um, but and then they sort of become your spirit guide later on. But usually then you would have had another spirit guide anyway, who was with you from birth. Um, and so, like I said, it's a rare case, but I've seen it once or twice. And it's very, very beautiful when you do connect with them. So that's everything that I have to share about who your spirit guides are, who they aren't, and how they work with you. And I, you know, I hope it was enlightening. I hope it was helpful. I hope I was able to answer all of your questions. Um, please feel free to, you know, send me a message, um, send me an email or comment on this video if you have other questions that I left unanswered um, about, about sort of the spirit guide topic and what they are and how they support you. But if I can leave you with one takeaway. There's one thing I would really love for you to do is after listening to this episode, take a moment and and look back at your life. Evaluate when maybe you notice there is a time where your spirit guide was working for you in the background. Was there a situation where you were pushed out of this situation because it was uncomfortable, because you had a gut feeling or an instinct that you shouldn't be there? Was there a life-changing wake-up call or circumstance that forced you to realign, reassess, and reevaluate in your life? Take a look back and realize, when have my spirit guides interfered in my life, so to speak, or lovingly nudged me in a better direction? And when were there little whispers or little hints of um, intuition, gut feelings that I ignored leading up to that wake-up call, leading up to that sort of more uncomfortable scenario or situation that I wasn't paying attention to? Because when you start to do this, you realize that you've been in communication with your spirit guides your whole life. And now you can start to pay attention to those slightly more subtle 
subtle uh, messages that they're sending your way. And then once you sort of see how it's already shown up in your life, you can start to open your eyes to how it's showing up in your present. And are there gut feelings or things that you are ignoring even in your current life in your present? Are there moments of your life that are really or aspects of your life that are really uncomfortable, but you're sort of logicking your way out of why you shouldn't make a change, right? Or um, coming up with all of the excuses or reasons not to, but is there something within you that's telling you otherwise? And can you start to pay attention to that? Let your history be the guide of when those whispers, you would have appreciated your former self having listened to those whispers so that it didn't leave you to a bigger wake up call later on. And if you did have that wake up call, can you look back now from that perspective, from, a, you know, a, a later perspective and see, you know what, I'm so glad that happened because look where I am now and see how much love your spirit guide has for you, how much they are lovingly pushing you always towards becoming your highest self, your best self, your most aligned self. And so that's the little challenge I want to leave you with today. Um, let me know in the comments or um you know, in, um, or send me an email. I'm always happy to connect with you. If this was helpful for you, don't forget to download the episode, um, rate and subscribe and all of the things. Um, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode, sending so much love and light your way. Have a beautiful one. Bye guys. And that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. And remember your intuition is already within you. Connect with it each day and you will discover just how infinite and truly powerful you really are. Sending so much love and light your way.